I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Gemma Tibbles, online senior fashion editor at ASOS. Welcome to our weekly online podcast, My Big Idea. Each week, an inspirational woman tells us about their career and the path they took to get there in the hope that it might spark a few of your own big ideas. Today, I'm talking to Beth Chilton, an owner and director of two fashion brands which she's grown from scratch. Here's Beth's big idea. Hi, Beth. Hi. Hey. Um, so before you tell me a bit about your two labels, can I ask a random question? Sure. What star sign are you? I'm Scorpio. Okay, so what does that tell you about career? Um, that I'm fiery, definite. <laughs> um, I'm a sensible and I'm organised, I think. Okay, so you doesn't say whether you're a high-flying professional? Um, don't know, but maybe. Maybe it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so can you tell me a bit about your two labels? What are they called? So um, we've got two brands, and one of them is called Hope and Ivy, which is a occasion wear brand that really concentrates on you know embroidery, looks, fabrics. And then we have our other brand, which is Alter. Um, it's again targeted at soft tailoring, so that girl can really revamp her office style. So it's kind of you know soft tailoring at affordable prices. Did you launch them both at the same time? Um, my business partner and I actually launched Hope and Ivy first and we launched Hope and Ivy um, with ASOS at the end of November last year and then Alta came quite swiftly afterwards and we launched Alta with ASOS again um, at the end of January this year so both at kind of different times of the year really When did you sort of, what spurred you on to kind of start them up? Um, it's my business partner and I. Um, my kind of background's kind of mainly been the business side of fashion, and then my business partner Sarah is actually a designer here at ASOS. Um, and we met at our previous company, and then together we just kind of saw two really good gaps emerging in the market. One kind of being occasion wear, which has kind of just boomed this year, has done so well, and then the other one being this kind of soft tailored, like a price point, you know, good quality, you know, clothing brand. So it's just mainly a good idea over a bottle of gin, really. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so how did you come up with the names of your labels? Is there any um, So our main company is called Ives and the Sage, which is kind of the top of the umbrella, and that's our mother's maiden names. Um, Hope and Ivy was a lot of um, thinking over a lot of time, and then we just wanted to try and create a, you know, a floral feminine kind of name and have a two-worded brand name. And then Alter was another evening of pulling our hair out and we started looking in the dictionary. We got to A <laughs> and then we ended up oh at Alter. Oh, got to A. <laughs> Good stopped. job we didn't get to Z, otherwise I think we would have been there for about three weeks. <laughs> um, so what does, what, what's involved in like painting a name? Um, so we trademarked our names back in um, beginning of this year, uh, which is really easy to do. Just go onto the government website, um, type in... Um, 
register my trademark. Um, you can then look around your different categories. So we are in the category of clothing, so we just check to see if there's anything similar with us. And then you put in your application and then it's submitted. It's really simple to do and really easy. Does it cost anything? Um, I think it was £170 for each trademark, and that's just for, that's for UK and Europe. And um, we're looking at putting our trademark in in USA and Asia, which is around about £2,000 per area. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at doing that in the next couple of months. So then we're covered globally with our trademarks. Cool. And so what experience in the fashion industry did you have before launching both your brands? So I, um, I've always really liked fashion. I've always been quite creative, but I've always had a better business sense. So I can't really draw. I can draw a stick man. That's as good as it can get. <laughs> Uh, So I went to university and I did more of a fashion degree um, in management. So kind of learning the buying, the retailing, the production kind of side. Um, And then from there I worked for um, a supplier supplying knitwear to the high street. Um, And then I moved on to Topshop where I was a garment technologist. Um, I kind of realised that probably garment technologist wasn't the role that I was kind of meant to do. So I went and joined a startup. What did that involve, garment technologist? Uh, garment technologist kind of checking the quality, doing the size specs, um, working with the fit of the product, kind of meet the standards of the kind of Topshop brand. Um, whereas I kind of liked focusing more on the business side, the number side, the figure side. Um, so it had much more of a mathematic head, really, than kind of a technical head. Um, so then I went and joined a small brand um, and that's where I actually met my business partner now, Sarah. Uh, and she previously then worked at ASOS mm-hmm. doing the ASOS saloon dresses. So she had amazing handwriting for like embroidery, you know, print, embellishment and stuff. So then together, you know, we were kind of the yin and yang of each other. What Sarah's element, you know, best elements were, were my worst elements and my best elements. <laughs> she could draw more than a stickman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of do all the finance, all the kind of the business side, which kind of bamboozles Sarah. So then she's kind of does all the design side, which, you know, is just not my kind of kettle of fish at all. So, is yeah, it together it works the, quite well. Um, two of you? Um, there's now four of us in total. So we have um, another designer that works for us. Um, and she mainly concentrates on the Ulta brand. And Sarah's still kind of leading the Hope and Ivy. Um, and then we have a pattern cutter um, that joined um, about three weeks ago. So there's only four of us still, but we're, you know, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and um, so you've spoken about knowing Sarah, obviously, and that she was a contact at ASOS. Mm-hmm. But how valuable were other existing contacts in the fashion industry for you? Um, yeah, when we started, we both had different contacts on kind of both sides. So it's kind of pulling together your best contacts to start with. Um, and the contacts that kind of want to support you getting started because... Starting's never easy. You need, you know, a lot of shoulders kind of lean on at times. Yeah, um, of course. In what way? What did you sort of find that you needed most support with starting out? Um, probably things like you know supplier like credit terms. So in terms of you know we ha- with all the orders that we place with ASOS, you know we had to fund them up front. So it's mm-hmm. kind of you know having payment terms with suppliers so you can get the goods into ASOS before you need to pay them. So again, having good relationships with manufacturing suppliers they really helped us to get that started. Did you have to have a good relationship with your bank manager? <laughs> uh, yeah, you always need a great relationship with your bank manager. Your bank manager is one of the people you speak to more than you do your probably boyfriend. So, uh, <laughs> really? yeah. Um, yeah, and again, the bank have been really great. We've um, banked with Lloyds and they're really supportive of young, you know, startup businesses, which is really great. So we got, you know, our bank account approved straight away. We had a small overdraft as well. So it was really good that they supported us. Um, I think the kind of the hardest thing is when you get started... 
you know, is the kind of the account side, the finance side. Um, but then again, it's just asking people and people are always really supportive to always help. And how did, you, how did you actually pay yourself at the beginning? Do you pay yourself when you're the when you're starting up a new company? Um, no, we didn't. Um, it's probably a good four or five months, maybe six months, until we paid ourselves. Um, I got my boyfriend's been really supportive, and Sarah's got a really supportive family. So, and they kind of really believed in what we were doing. So, yeah. Is, is there a lot of kind of favors and just at the beginning you just need people to kind of help you out with that kind of thing? Yeah, and I think, you know, um, when we got our first order from ASOS, I think that kind of really showed to, like, our family, you know, okay, we're here, we're kind of, we've got the business going, it's going to go somewhere. So then it was great that they supported you kind of straight away. Um, Yeah, you kind of, when you start up your own business, you kind of, you know, you don't worry about your kind of your personal situation as much. It's more about putting everything into getting your business to work. Mm. So, you know... No clothes shopping for six months, not really going out a lot, you know, stuff like that. But then it's like you're sacrificing for something that's going to be amazing. So, yeah, yeah. definitely paid off. How important has social media been in the growth of Alter and Hope and Ivy? Do you have, like, accounts? Which platforms are the most important for you guys? Yeah, so we have our Instagram account, which is probably our... Um, biggest account so far we only started it about a month ago um, but it's just great to kind of share our imagery and share the kind of the brand and you know the aesthetics of what we're doing um, and, and is that that's the one that's kind of more occasion where yeah so, so we've got both of... we've got Hope and Ivy and we've got Alta okay um, and they both have very different handwritings and we want to be able to be, you know really show how our brands are very different and using social media is a really great tool to kind of really show that rather than kind of sitting and talk to someone about it having social media platforms you can really show what the brands are about um, we don't use Twitter, though we are just about to start Twitter this week, and that will kind of be more for you know, information, you know, uh, things that we're up to, kind of you know, background on kind of the brand and stuff. And we've launched our two websites for both brands last week, and that again is to show our lookbooks, to kind of show you a bit of a bio about us. And hopefully are they, by the um, end of the year, be, no. Hopefully by the end of the year, they'll be transactional. So we uh, kind of just wanted to get a sync up straight away, just so that people knew who we were and could you know see what our brands are about and stuff. But yeah, we we'll hopefully be transactional by the end of this year, which is exciting. Yeah, and we kind of want to do all the social media things now. We want to do a lot more like Facebook Live stuff and kind of get our you know get our customers into our world as well. Yeah. I think with me and Sarah being startups, I think it's really good to kind of show you know the insides of how it all works and kind of hopefully inspire other kind of you know startups to keep going and keep going with that. So, have you got plans to make the team a bit bigger to do all that kind of stuff? Yes, yeah, we're hopefully going to be recruiting maybe four or five people in the next couple of months. Um, so again, social media, we're just um, signed with a PR agency that will be working with us um, and then kind of other key kind of areas of the business. Great. Um, and there's quite a big thing that's coming up in the next week or so. <laughs> Are you able to talk to us about it? It's a bit of an exclusive. Um, so you're going to be appearing on Dragon's Den. Correct. What does that entail? What are the... um, <laughs> Tell it entails me squirming in front of the TV, watching it with all my friends and family. To start with. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I applied to go on the Dragon's Den um, this time last year, actually. Um, 
before I'd even had the conversation with Sarah actually to start up our business, I kind of thought, right, okay, to get going, obviously you've got you've got an idea, kind of got good contacts, but you know you need a lot of kind of funding to get started. So I sat watching the TV, it popped on, I was like, mm, okay, let's give this a go. Applied for it then, and then didn't hear back from them till. January this year, they um, rang me back and said, you know, would you still interested in coming on? At that point, the business was going. We got all the funding that we needed to to get started. So I was kind of like, oh, you know, okay, it's going to be an amazing opportunity. Um, whether nothing comes of it, just to be on, you know, expose our brand to, you know, all the viewers. And then to come out with, you know, a dragon would just be an amazing opportunity as well. So we went and pitched and we... I can't think we did it in April time. <laughs> yeah, it's very daunting. Um, so we pitched, and we were actually in there for about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. Is it literally the scariest interview process you've ever had? Or? Um, we got there so early, and it was just such a whirlwind when we got there. Um, it's kind of like hair and makeup in the green room, and then you go and do your, like, your pre um then kind of like questions and then we did our rehearsal and then it was kind of next minute like right okay you've got two minutes and the dragon's going to be here so like like we're like <laughs> right okay so we went right back in we had to like then all of a sudden the lift doors open it's like it's almost that you're in the tv set so it feels really? surreal. So, so, so surreal yeah. yeah but you know you've got all the camera crew you know the hair and makeup all the assistants like watching you to the side um, I don't think it's as daunting as what I thought it was going to be, but I'm sure that I might come across as blushing and going red in places. Um, but it was an amazing experience. And then, you know, I think all we did was concentrate on, you know, what's the worst that can happen if we're, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we've got our pitch rehearsed, we know our figures, which was, you know, you've got to be on top of your figures for in front of the for dragons. The dragons. <laughs> and, you know, kind of like, what's the worst that could really happen? Even though thinking, my God, they might actually tear us to pieces. We're like, no, we'd be honest about ourselves, be true to ourselves, and then hopefully we'll come out, you know, with something. Um, and then, yeah, we came out with the, the two longest-serving dragons, which were Deborah Meaden and Peter Jones. What, supporting your both of your labels? Yes. So what does incredible. that entail for you now? That's amazing. Yeah, um, so with them, they've, you know, it's their contact books for us that are just amazing. So, you know, hopefully, you know, being introduced to kind of, you know, Topshop, like Net-A-Porter, like Liberties, um, help with our logistics. Our logistics have never been great. And, you know, they've got a team that kind of have like a lot of warehouse in the UK. Um, it's just, again, you know, it's just having, you know, someone with just a great business mentor, um, someone that's kind of been through the ups and downs of business, uh, which Sarah and I, between our family network and friends, we don't really have anybody that's, you know, set up a business that kind of knows the ins and outs of it all. Um, and just having that contact, really, you can just call up and they can kind of give you good ground advice, which mm. is just amazing to have, really. You can actually call him, call up Peter James. Uh, I don't have his direct number yet, <laughs> but hopefully we'll get to that point. Uh, and they've just got amazing teams that work for them as well. So, you know, if it's something that they can't help with, then they'll be able to point in the right direction, someone else that you can kind of talk to as well. So, yeah, it just feels like now, you know, it's been... A year of me and Sarah getting the business started and now we've just got a really good backbone to us and just that strength of having somebody like them both behind us would just be amazing. Did you ever think you'd be here in a year, like a year ago when you were starting? Did you think No, I really didn't. It's been an absolute whirlwind. It's it's like a roller coaster. It's like a really weird roller coaster. Sometimes you're just, you know, you're going down and it's just the scariest thing. It's daunting. It's like so stressful. And next thing you're on this like massive high at the top of the roller coaster, it's Every day completely changes, and that's what makes it kind of worth it. So, so it's really what's enjoyable. an average day for you? 
Um, usually waking up in the morning and going, oh my God, what have I got to get done on my to-do list today? Um, so we usually get to the office um, between like eight and nine. Um, Whereabouts is your offices? Uh, we're in Homerton in Hackney. Um, I've got quite a cute little office in there. It's, we call it the tree house. So we've got um, um, a seating area kind of above, mezzanine above, and then below we've got like the pattern cutting and like like showroom area. So it's quite a cute little, little tree house, we call it. <laughs> So it's usually my day is so varied. Um, it's just a lot of lot of emails in the morning, just getting through all the emails, and then you know, then it's then getting on to actually sorting out production, any production problems we have, um, any sales meetings we've got coming up, um, then all the logistics, all the ins and outs of all the boxes that come in from Europe that then go into ASOS. So it's just very very varied every day. Or then we can come and do exciting things like today, like come and do like an ASOS podcast, or we went and did a photo shoot the other day for our PR headshots. So every day is just very, very varied. So it's quite nice sometimes. Is the next person you're going to appoint a PA? Yes, <laughs> yes. I need lots of PAs Put at the, the moment. <laughs> if you were going to start over again a year ago, what would you do differently knowing what you know now? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know if I would have done anything different. Because you've got such a good place. Yeah, you know, we've got to beyond what we ever expected and we've, you know, smashed our targets of what we wanted to achieve and stuff. Is there um, any words of advice that you'd give anyone that was kind of in this position where you were a year ago? I'd say, you know, you've got to be really, really self-motivated. There's no one that's going to be able to motivate you but yourself. So, like you say, when you get up in the morning, it needs to be you that kind of goes, right, today I need to get this done, this done, this done. I think there's a preconception sometimes. People always say to me, it's like, oh, you're in your own business. You can have holidays when you want. You can take time off. It's kind of, you know, you've got to be fully dedicated to what you do. And I think we've got to this position so quickly and we've had such great successes because we both have been so dedicated to it. We've, you know, it's taken over our lives and, you know, we've really put our heart and soul into it so I think it's just so important to just every morning just you need to be motivated by what you do so when you're that dedicated how do you give yourself like a break or what do you do to turn off do unwind you? <laughs> um I don't know I think you know, we have just been away on holiday recently but I'd say it wasn't really holiday it was, more, it was so stressful going away and do leaving the emails on yeah, holiday five minutes oh no <laughs> Um, I think it's doing, you know, rewarding things. Sarah and I go out and we, you know, appraise what we're doing and, you know, having Peter Jones and Deborah Mead now on board, that's just, you know, you know, amazing for our business and it's just a massive compliment having someone like that. So, yeah, there's certain things that we do in every day that just make it so worth it and make it really enjoyable, so. And what's next for Alta? Um, so we hopefully are going transactional at the end of this year. Hopefully, if we can bring it forward to October, that'd be amazing, um, just so we can kind of get in before Christmas. How do you go about that? There must be a lot of processes in terms of being able to make your website transactional. What do you do? Um, so, yeah, obviously, the website build is one thing. Um, getting content, you know, getting the lookbooks. We're doing another big shoot for our, both Hope and Ivy and Alta for spring, summer, so we can create a lot of, like, you know, content for the website um and then the massive thing behind it is the logistics so we kind of working with peter's team to you know get a pick and pack because again that's just a whole world that's always like hidden i don't think we could fit that in with our busy schedule so yeah you know there's just so much involved behind a website as you guys will kind of know here at asos so kind of all the logistics of it is just so important to always get that right so we're not letting our customers down so they get a full experience with us so 
yeah, hopefully we can get that right, then we should be able to launch the website at the same time. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, what's have you got, like, one major life goal other than what you've done? Is there something that you're, like, striving towards other than Um... Feels like I've—I never knew that we were, I never knew that was going to go on the Dragon Slam, but it, that's definitely an achievement in my life, and it'll always be something that I remember. Which is like, want to tell the kids, <laughs> even though I probably won't want to watch it again after I've watched it. <laughs> oh, um, do you think all your family are going to be tweeting you, and your phone won't stop? Yeah, music? I think so. Well, uh, the snippet was on the preview for last night. They didn't show me. They showed my business partner, Sarah. And then Sarah's texting me and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they only showed me. My phone's going crazy. You know, people from her past, the commenting on Facebook, she's getting people like <laughs> tweeting her. And she's like, my God, it started for me, but it's not started for you. It's like, <laughs> yes, thanks God, I've got like, another week of her. <laughs> Calmness. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we kind of told a lot of our friends and family like a couple of weeks ago, so I've had to keep it hushed for a while. Um, I've got about 30, 40 people coming around to my house on Sunday, so I might be hiding behind why. the sofa, <laughs> 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 crying a little bit and asking everyone to shush all the time. <laughs> this is a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't say that in that way. Oh. So it'd just be interesting to see kind of the edit of it because we were in there for like an hour and a half, so it'd be quite fun to see the edit. And obviously we we were there, we saw it all, so now it's nice sharing that experience with our friends and family. Even though I think um, my boyfriend's sick and tired of me stating the story to everybody, but that'd be good fun. Um, so in terms of social media, it'll probably be going off with everyone hashtagging Dragon's Den or whatever. What what Do you do all your own social media for both your labels? Um, yeah, we do. Um, we've got a girl that helps us out um, on a kind of a part-time basis, that helps out with all the social media and stuff, and she'll be there as well. So, yeah, we'll have all the social media channels open, watching everything, so it'll be really interesting. Um, and then also kind of with Google Analytics as well, just seeing how many people are coming onto our website. It'd be really interesting and trying to capture the customer as well. So we're trying to capture them through, like, email kind of, you know, sign-ups and stuff. So then when we do go transactional, we can really shout about it through, yes, our, you know, our social media channels and then through our own website as well and the people's emails we got. Is there anywhere at the moment, apart from ASOS, where people can shop your two labels? Yes, we stock on Next and we stock on Lipsy as well. So it's just those two at the moment. So we managed to get into two of the best online retailers in the UK, which is amazing. Um, and now we're kind of looking at expanding into like the USA, into Europe, and then actually we're going to try and get into the UAE as well, which would be interesting. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking no, to for us your time. all about fun. your labels. Thanks, Beth. Bye. That was Beth Chilton talking about her big idea. I'm Gemma Tibbles. Tune in next week for more career inspiration and check out previous episodes on iTunes, Acast, or your favourite podcast app. Bye. 